0: Hello and welcome to episode 16. 16,
1: sweet 16. of Rules right for 16. Life with
0: Morgan Lloyd Malcolm. Yeah, she is the brilliant
1: writer of Amelia, the play that is currently the storming. The West End phenomenon. Yeah, Storming the West End yeah. by Storm. <laughs> storming the West <laughs> End. I said that the wrong way around. With storm. With a storm. Um, and she's. Uh, she also wrote the wasp. She's written a lot of she's brilliant. She's a very things. talented lady. She's an incredible feminist writer. Yeah. mother person. And her rules, woman. I really
0: loved. I thought they were all very intelligent and and great. And um, we had a good chat with her and her cat. Yeah. So we, we did try and get some audio of her cat I purring. I did try. But I think I it got just a sounds quite really horrible. Look from that cat. <laughs> is not <that laughs> really what horrible.
1: She was like, I do not agree being on a podcast i have not signed a consent i did not sign the my whatever you call it (laughs) my nda my nda i don't want my likeness used (laughs) um but yeah so we had a lovely chat with morgan and um enjoy and listen to it now and enjoy it yes Hello, Morgan. Hi. And welcome to Rules for Life. Thanks for having me. With Beth and Helen, who only have one microphone today because Helen forgot to bring the splitter.
0: Over to Helen. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot the splitter, I'm really sorry, guys. Uh, But you'll all forgive me
1: probably eventually uh, Morgan how did you find coming up with your five rules
2: I found it really hard yeah it's hard to distill your entire life down into
1: five bullet points isn't it yeah I think when I did it a lot of them what it started off with was a lot of food rules <laughs> and then you find yes. out more you're like oh I do do other things other yeah, than eat yeah yeah. how did you did you have to like sit and properly have a think or did you like sort I've of do something to
2: think, I've been driving around a lot in the last week so there's been a lot of me sitting there thinking and trying to work it out but yeah, so yeah like it, my were not food rules mine were sort of child rule rules mm-hmm. how to deal with baby rules but yeah. again like it's one of those things where actually my my rules probably are no, not useful to anybody else. Yeah, it's but
1: that's, that's the such. whole point isn't
0: that's it rules. yeah you can you listen to the rules and decide whether you want to do them or mm. absolutely not do them fantastic so that's fine all right <laughs> um okay well should we start with rule number one uh yeah okay so rule number one um, always
2: we after sex. Yes. Have you had that a one? A
0: brilliant yet? rule. <laughs> yes. No, we haven't, but a brilliant one. Yes, always do this. It's very good. I wish, I,
2: I wish I'd been told this in my 20s because yeah. I had a lot of cystitis. <laughs> and, and no one ever told me. No you. one ever told me.
0: <laughs> it should be on a poster somewhere, just yeah, in news, should. shouldn't it? I know, in and booth? that's what,
2: kind of why it's number one for me because I'm like, you know, every woman should know to we after sex. I think it's that thing you can't be bothered, can you? You just don't want to. Get up, (laughs) go to the toilet. Yeah, but it's also like,
1: but with I have I have a question for this rule. Does that count for men as well? Do men get cystitis if they don't wee after sex? No, it's Uh, very very hard for men to get cystitis. I know this. Yes.
0: Okay. Do I get it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) This has become a medical blog. (laughs) Blog.
0: I didn't know they could get it.
1: Yeah, and they get it. They get it much worse. And it's like really. Of course, they get it much of worse. Course, of course, really- of man
0: flu, mastitis. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so sorry you're having to. It's a microphone, like you're interviewing me. I quite enjoy it. It's like I'm a reporter coming to you live from Morgan's house. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, men men
1: get it, and I think it's much harder to get rid of because, like, with yeah. women, we it, it the the boy's tube is longer. Oh so it gets stuck in that whereas with us we're like it's easier for us Mm. to get stuff in it whereas it's harder for men to get stuff in their tubes
0: (laughs) this is nice i'm so sorry
1: (laughs) well
2: i yeah i I bet it is i just think it's one of those rules for life things that you like it's genuinely one of those things that i wish i'd known Mm. because a lot of awful situations I got myself into I genuinely I, I, I was thinking about this the other day and I was like I, I haven't since I've known that rule I genuinely haven't had cystitis and yeah. I want to
1: tell women that I think I was going to say since I've had that rule I've just I haven't had sex i <laughs> just not had it. yeah well that's the other out, one just what the don't the problem was I was getting cystitis because of the Cause sex like, so just much. but he stopped yeah just no sex I mean it's
0: not I think it's because you in your romantic ideal it's like oh let's have a little post-coital hug yeah, but actually i'm the same you. now i'm like right up toilet
1: yeah. straight away straight <laughs> just away just change the post-coital hug for a post-coital joint way <laughs> together
0: that's romantic yeah. not into the same bowl Roma- not- <laughs> <laughs> not in best bathroom time. she's got two toilets because yeah. she lives a life of luxury
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there that, you go. yeah that's that's, that's well, good how did you like, how you mean, did you learn it or is it something you just... Well, you, after your frequent trip to the doctors. <laughs>
2: no. I, I had a lot of those those uh, cranberry flavoured sachets. Oh, and yeah. I thought I was propping up their business
1: a bit too much. But I can't remember. I think somebody just said to me, just we after. <laughs> just as simple as that. And then I think I, um, a few, I have only ever had one UTI because I've known this rule. Oh, see? But you can get it from other things. Like I remember there was an mm. episode of Girls where she gets a UTI from like a wet bikini bottoms you know like if you sit in oh, wet bikini bottoms oh. all day mm. that can give you a uti like bad or tight underwear but... but again
2: maybe if she'd just gone to the toilet a few more times that day exactly. flush it out. Um, it's just
1: about flush it yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> for a wee in the sea for god's <laughs> sakes don't see that in the episode do yeah. you but the when i did have one and i went to the doctor he literally i had to go to the uh not to a and e but i went to like the emergency clinic mm. and um he did the test and i like described everything and he's like yeah it definitely sounds like you have a uti we just need to do the test um and i was he was like have you ever had a uti before blah blah and i went no actually and he literally went wow you're like a unicorn (laughs) (laughs) it's very very rare
0: rare. i was like yeah i'm a unicorn with a uti that's brilliant
2: yeah bladder bladder issues
0: yeah no that's a great one and every everyone should copy that (laughs) when When are you going to write a play about that the woman who didn't know
1: to pee after sex
2: (laughs) do you know what it's already (laughs) in development in my head it's happening (laughs) right now it's happening it's kind of like there's a subheading there as well about like general pelvic floor like you know i wish i'd paid more attention to pelvic floor exercises and how to do them before i had two kids (laughs) (laughs) you know um i think that's um that's another one to tell young women is do your
0: kegels
1: okay I'm doing them now. <laughs> okay, I'm starting now. There you go. Some yeah. Handy, handy tips. Yeah,
0: I I knew to do them, but I don't. I didn't necessarily pay attention yeah. to that. Yeah. Um,
1: they talk about it a lot on the Kardashians. Yeah. where they will all be oh, do doing they? kegel exercises. Oh, do so maybe they are spreading some good. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad they're doing. That. Oh my god, do your kegels. <laughs> <laughs> Mom. <laughs>
0: That's a good one. Good too. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Hit us hard. Just Rule number it. one educational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sex ed. Yeah. Yeah. Don't watch Netflix. Listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want another one? Yes, yeah. please. Um,
2: uh, what should I do next? Um, so, I, when I was thinking about <laughs> these, I was thinking about the advice. So, my dad came over here from Canada. He grew up in Canada. Um, and he came over when he was 18 to be an actor. And his dad, he wasn't the greatest man in the world, but he, his one piece of advice to him was, um, beware the high hedges of Devon.
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what does that mean? <laughs> well, exactly. And it's now become like this kind of, um, it's become shorthand in our family <laughs> for like random bits of advice that you get given by older people in family <laughs> yeah. and it, it genuinely means um it, it the hedges are quite high in, in devon so if you're driving quite fast you can't see who's coming around the corner i think okay. that that's what it means you think but you're yeah. not sure we don't know and like i don't think Well, so dad never came a cropper in devon um so i think he must have heeded that advice yeah. but now every time i am in devon and around <laughs> high hedges i remember this advice and i slow i slow the car down okay. but yeah so i was thinking about like old advice that you get given buy your like your gran and yeah. your mom and stuff um and and how useful or not those kinds of things are so anyway yeah. my my um main rule is if you have an opportunity to have a nap take it
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> which
1: is probably my most my most important rule in life I was really wondering where that was going <laughs> <laughs> and then it ended so perfectly because <laughs> that is one of my rules yeah. well it's not well no I I'm think gonna give it to my grandkids I yeah think that's had a nap yesterday 9 oh, p.m. didn't sleep very well. Oh, no. That's what a nap that's I got. It. I had bed. a really long journey, and I was like, I know I'm not going to bed yet, but no, I think it was 8 p.m. and I woke up at 9 p.m. I tried to do Headspace, oh, no. but my problem is I don't meditate. I just nap. Yeah, You're I same. use meditation same. apps to nap. Yeah, um so I did that. <laughs> I fully knew what I was getting into. I was like, oh, if I just meditate, then it's technically not sleeping, but then slept yeah. for an hour. <laughs> Uh, and woke up feeling so rosy this morning.
0: Ready for the day at 9pm. We just went to bed, that's what
1: we did. <laughs> no, and then I didn't go to sleep
0: till two in the morning and then I woke up oh. at seven. But I
1: actually still felt okay because yeah, I'd right. had an extra hour. Uh, to
2: be honest, any time you can sleep, just sleep. I think yeah. sleep in general. Like, when you're feeling bad, a lot of it with parenting as well. Like, when I felt, like, my worst. and you, But that's it. I, I, I mean, this is obviously just, like, baby blues. This isn't postnatal depression stuff. This is, like, when you're feeling crappy, you if you just have a sleep for like an hour even or two hours if you can oh my god that everything feels rosier yeah it just feels you suddenly like that so much so much of like so many things to to sort yourself out when you're feeling bad is usually sleep related. sleep
0: deprivation is like yeah. when otto was a newborn i could totally see why sleep deprivation was a torture device yeah, babies you and go insane <laughs> i remember waking up at um like four in the morning so was like maybe he was like two weeks old and i literally wrote a note to myself on my phone being like never have another child <laughs> because the sleep deprivation was just so much <laughs> yeah. it gets better over time <laughs> get, you forget, don't yeah.
2: you? have you got to that bit yeah where you might go again or
0: yeah but hopefully Great. I don't know when, but um, but yeah, now we sleep. He sleeps through the night, so it's fine. Oh
2: my god, so, he's two and he sleeps through the night. Yeah, <sighs> my four-year-old has just started sleeping through the night. Uh. Mm. great.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it is, is like options, it's the
2: yeah. sort of
1: it's it's your body's core need. Yeah, is sleep. Yeah and food
0: and wi-fi and wi-fi and
1: (laughs) And instagram but yeah like i think yeah sleeping can cure anything yeah not not anything disclaimer but as in a lot of things not a
0: uti sadly yes
1: Yes. yeah unless you wee in your sleep yeah
2: don't go to sleep before you've had a wee (laughs) yes exactly there you go you're allowed to sleep
1: as a reward for having a wee yeah Uh, but yeah i think like with i was gonna say something about children Oh, that I'm at the age where I don't have children, (laughs) not the age where I just don't have children. Uh, And I always think I'd have, I'd like leave a gap so that one of them is old enough to raise the other one. That's what I'm, I know people are so, some people are so so funny. Yeah, like 25. That's the age difference between me and my brother and I am raising him. No, I'm not. I'm his godmother and his sister and he Fantastic. doesn't know what either of You're those so things You're so handy make. honestly
2: that that uh, that is a gift yeah. to your your parents that is an absolute gift.
0: Have you done any nights? I am an absolute gift <laughs> to all of us. I just wanted to say your that on the
1: microphone to your dad uh, when he's No, I haven't I've I've babysat him a few times but when he when he was a small baby I think I only did it once. But again I didn't stay the night like I put him to bed and everything yeah. but I didn't really want to put him to bed I just wanted to keep him awake. <laughs> The other day I did something so naughty, and this is literally last week, so if my dad is listening to this, (laughs) because it was Easter... And the baby was so excited about the chocolates. Like I said, he's, he commandeered my chocolate Easter egg. And he was like, can I eat it? And I was like, and his mum and my dad were like, well, I think that's Beth's egg, actually. And he was like, no, she said we can share it. And <laughs> she's going to have some, but she's she going to leave some for me in the morning. I was like, I did not say any of those things. But then he had lots of like little Easter eggs from like Easter egg hunts and he was sort of holding like sort of desperate to eat them all but like nobody was saying yes to him eating them so he just sort of took himself upstairs I could see him go off with the chocolate but he was like looking at me like he's only three but he's so clever (laughs) and I sort of get he was like looking at me like don't tell anyone and I like (laughs) gave him the nod like go
0: and eat upstairs and he was like (laughs)
1: <laughs> and i went upstairs oh, after dirty, like five man. minutes and then went in and he was just on his bedroom floor with chocolate yeah. all around he had he had um chocolate on his fingers <laughs> and like a little bit of chocolate around his mouth and then like he'd really struggled getting in the wrapper so it was all over the floor and he was like i'm just going to wash my fingers <laughs> I was Like okay. <laughs> i fully know what to do for problem. like cover everything up and I was like, okay, you've got a bit of chocolate in your mouth. I was like, okay, boo-boo,
2: can you wipe it off? Oh. So
1: we completely, it was my favourite. <laughs> I love doing sneaky things with children. Yes. That sounds wrong. <laughs> but I remember doing it once with my brothers where I let them have a midnight snack. They were having a sleepover in, in the dining room um, in a tent. <laughs> so for some reason they weren't outdoors. And I brought them like biscuits and everything. And I was like, don't tell your mum. And then the next morning, I got told off by their mum. Oh no! <laughs> because she was like, "I know you gave your brother's treats treats," and I was like,
0: "What?" And she was like, "They told me." And I was like, "Idiots! I supposed to be a secret." Well, that's the last time you do that. Yeah. Yeah. They they, they
2: sound like my son, who my seven year old, and he he cannot he cannot lie, mm. and he, everything has to be done by the books, and he will tell anybody like you he will, he'll will dob you in he would no. like we, there's been times where we've tried to sort of get a slightly cheaper ticket for a five-year-old or whatever and when yeah. he's six and he's literally out loud but i'm i'm not six i'm seven and it's yeah totally it's no. terrible whereas my youngest yeah. just like yeah just like your baby yeah he she's um she like the other day when we, we were on the beach having ice creams with some friends and their little their their kids he, and he's only he's sort of six months younger than her she's four and he didn't want to finish his feast he had a chocolate feast love them how, so how could he
1: not want to finish I that because know. actually the end of it is the best bit it's the know. chocolate bar we, in the middle it,
2: he was finding it quite stressful the you know how it's a hard bit of chocolate on the outside and soft in the inside he was finding it all just a bit much yeah. and so Too he was many like textures. i'm done i'm done and he we put it on a plate and ems instantly appeared by my side and was like i had it <laughs> I'm like no you had your ice cream that is yeah. enough sugar done that's it and she sort of dejectively went away and then um literally a few moments later i turned around and she was under a chair <laughs> where i'd put the plate she like with her finger in it and her face <laughs> in it she was just she was all over it and her her little Cheeky little face, she knew what she was doing, and I was like, What are you doing?
1: She just looked at me and was like, Please, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> no, I had to go, I had to put it in the bin because she was going to do it all over again. She's terrible. I, do, I mean, this is not on the same topic we've got so far. Off we got. Yeah, I'm so sorry. But they, we once with, again with my baby brother, he had a piece of pizza on a plate and it fell on the floor. And my grandma watched me do this again. This is only like a year ago, so it's a completely unacceptable, but it fell on the grass. And he was like, oh no, I can't eat it now. And there were no piece of pizza left. So I like picked it up and put it on my plate because I was like, you know, whatever it's fine. I'm getting it off the floor because it was a mess. And he was like, "Oh no, I haven't got any. There's no more pizza, and I'm hungry." And I went like with the same piece of pizza that Josh dropped on the floor. I went, "Oh, here you go." I went, "Oh, here you go. Here's a piece of pizza." And he went, "Oh, thanks, Boo Boo." And then ate it and my grandma was like, "I saw that," and then I was like, Sorry,
2: grandma, "Stop it, stop it." This no. a, pretty, that's are a pretty good classic parenting trick. Like with 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 Ember in particular, she does that. I don't like this. I don't want it. You didn't cut it properly. You, didn't, you know? all that kind of stuff, and you just sort of take it into the other room and. And then return with it again, <laughs> slightly Brand rearranged new. on the plate. Oh yeah, I like Play. it now.
1: <laughs> into smaller pieces <laughs> and she's like Ooh, it's Oh new God. yeah. Anything to make the meat. Yeah. okay so nap, no, naps, yeah. naps, naps sorry, are good. I off on yet.
2: Always taken out <laughs> because I find as well if I'm writing in the day, which is when I have to write now. Usually before kids, I used to write quite late into the mm. night because I could yeah. never get anything. I can just couldn't start in the morning. I'd vaguely get going in the afternoon and then I'd hit my stride in the evening. But you just now I've got kids, it's just impossible to do that. So I've shifted so that I work right in the day. But I'm often knackered. Mm. I'm often knackered around one or two. And so basically what I now do is if I if I'm in that state where I'm desperate to sleep, I will sleep for a couple of hours, get a couple more hours done, and then the kids are returned. And then usually I've got enough energy once they're in bed too because usually otherwise you'd are yeah. once you've got them in bed you just want to sit on the telly. Sit on the telly. To sit on the telly.
0: That's too much on the telly, no, you know, that's what everybody I, does, y- isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how you watch it. Through your through your legs. Fire you like, um, osmosis <laughs> through your skin. Yeah, I'm taking it in. <laughs>
0: oh um but yeah I think I'm
1: I again don't have kids but I think I find that like especially with writing where you go like I'm exhausted yeah. at whatever point, you know, it could be at any point in the day and you're like, I find that I just start procrastinating yeah. because I'm like, well, I can't have a yeah. sleep because it's frowned upon because I've got so much work to do. Maybe this but then episode also, needs to be watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but actually, sometimes it's better to like have a nap for half an hour if you're that exhausted. Yeah. And just get it out of the way and... so you can wake up and focus. Yeah. So otherwise you're sort of sat at a laptop like, oh God. Oh, yeah. But also like,
0: you'll get so much more done in the two hours that you do like yeah. you're much better off having two hours feeling fresh yeah. than four hours feeling shit yeah you'll get way more done that should be your new catchphrase it's true. two hours feeling fresh
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you know what this leads on to my third rule oh lovely <laughs> which is linked to this which is okay this is kind of a writing thing but i think you can apply it to other things it, under the big umbrella of don't compare yourself mm. to other people it's just because your method is different to somebody else's method doesn't mean it's any less valid. And it's like, work out how you need to work, yeah, because that's
1: the way you should work. This is that was the reason
2: we really can't really like really work
1: out how you work so you can work it oh, out. <laughs> this is why I'm a writer because I have to take ages working it out, but yeah,
2: it, it is that thing of like, you know, if you do need to, if you do recognize that if you get a couple of hours sleep, you can bash something out in two hours. That's way better than sitting there for six hours, beating yourself up about it. And that's, I think, one of the biggest things I learned, particularly since having kids, is that actually my method of writing is to do things in a mad panic at the end of the deadline. (laughs) And that's always been what I've done all the way through school, essays, university, everything. It's always been um, kvetch about it for ages, ignore it for ages, do some do some really last minute reading and then bash something out and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't (laughs) but that just seems to be the way i do things and I, i think actually the the thinking of about it i've i've what i've done now is i've formalized that so now now that i've recognized that that's my way of doing it that i'm not the kind of writer that gets up at six and yeah, yeah. has a cup of tea and writes for two hours and then mm-hmm. has lunch and you know all these different like these you you sort of read about these amazing writers who sit in their shed for 12 hours a day and write solidly and huge respect to them for that but i just don't do it like that yeah. and i've always kind of classed myself as not a proper writer because i don't do that but then I think in the last few years, really, particularly with kids and having to work around them, yeah. and, like the timings of everything, I, I've I've sort of taken that pressure off myself a bit and gone. Well, hang on, is is that just how you work? And and actually, if you spend that time thinking about something and and having it going round in your head for long enough, and and that's how I wrote. So I wrote a play called The Wasp, where I I literally I had no time to write it because it was after my son had just been born. Really, that I knew I wanted to write this play, and it'd been bubbling away in my head, and he wouldn't sleep and um in the day in particular um well actually in the night's where he just wouldn't sleep. <laughs> and he um and so i used to have to push him around southeast london um while he slept and That's the only
1: place that he'd be pushed
2: yeah, he was he... not north not north, north he is solidly a south east londoner this kid can't take yeah. him anywhere else no it was just it was just because it was on my doorstep yeah. um but i used to push him around this pram and I and I actually at one time I remember trying to rig up some kind of like golf cart style like <laughs> notepad thing on the pram so I could try and write things I just couldn't work that oh anyway. God. So what I did was I just planned it in my head yeah. while I was walking. I do these like two hour long epic walks, you know, a couple of times a day, and I just think about it, think about it. So by the time I came to sit and write, I I got I got it written in two weekends, yeah. and and it was fine. It was actually really easy. I really enjoyed that bit because I was like I knew it. I knew what I was going to write. I knew right. the characters, and then I then when I sort of like recognize that that is that's a valid way to work I um I sort of took that kind of massive like downer vibe off myself which is oh you're, you're not a proper writer because you don't sit down for however long every week and
0: bash out actually you're probably a better writer because it oh, doesn't thanks. take if you don't need to sit there for 12 hours a day you can <laughs> yeah. do it in two weekends then more <laughs> is that, power to actually you actually
2: the writing the physical writing yeah that's the fun bit the quick bit yeah it's like getting you know if you've worked it out it's really fun when when you haven't worked it out mm. and again i think i've learned that over time that I should have been a better planner. So that's what, I've, all I've done is I've just established a way to plan things in a way that I've you never know, done before. Do you
1: know what, when I was at school and this is again, something that is the same as your first rule, we were taught to pee on our essays.
2: What?
1: When <laughs> you do like a plan point, example, explain. Right.
2: <laughs> I genuinely had
1: yeah. in my head, you it's, actually no, you on you your just like to pee on your essays. It makes them much better, get some better scent. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that it's was, it was always that thing of planning and i think i didn't realize till i got to university obviously this doesn't yeah. it doesn't count well it does count as much for creative like writing creatively or for work less than like a history essay yeah. but it is the planning like once yeah. you've got everything planned
0: you just whop it out
1: <laughs> i yeah. don't think
0: whop it out, you do whop whop it whop it <laughs> out. i see that with uh, history essays where um it's partly out of laziness, but it actually worked in my favour. Yeah. I was like, I'll do the research over a few days, whatever, and then I'm just gonna ty- I'm just gonna do write the essay in two hours, like it's an exam. Yes. Because loads of idea. people would like spend three days oh, like gosh, editing yeah. a word document, and I was like, well, it might be shit, yeah. but at least I'll get better for the exam. Yeah. And yeah. I don't have to worry about it all day. I think
1: that's incredibly clever. <laughs> <laughs> I do think with you like. And this is something I think about other things as well is like that image of writers that that's what that is what all writers do Mm. that they sort of lock themselves away and Mm. go on these writing retreats where they don't speak to anyone for 15 days and blah, blah, blah. It's quite like a movie yeah. style version of what writers do. Yeah. It's also
0: a manly thing with no responsibility. <laughs> I was going
2: to say that basically, I think a lot of that is set up for people with no kids. Yeah. Or somebody looking after their kids for yeah. them all the time. And I, and I do know a lot of brilliant male writers who are amazing and I love them very much, but they, they've got people at home looking after their kids for yeah. them while they can get yeah. up early and go and spend that time. And I don't begrudge them at all. <laughs> but no, it's fine. Like, it, you know, the, the, It's interesting because something came up on Twitter recently where I was sort of asking about, are there such a thing as writing retreats where you can take your kids and they'll look after your kids for you while yeah. you write? Is that a thing? And it's not because, I guess, health and safety and the cost of it all and all that kind of thing. And it's just, it, it's another of those things where you're like, oh, fuck, it would be great if we could do it that way. Like, that there would be amazing.
1: a new um, members club coming to England really it's called the wing which is like it's an all female members like what do you call them private members club oh wow and they have childcare they have so you can go is it there it part and of the membership day. then is it, is it?
2: Oh my god oh, wow. See that But,
1: uh, but of, they're, they're an American company so they're all in like New York and LA at the moment and it's but one be is like in central it? London it I don't know expensive. I don't know I mean but that's the thing
2: it needs to be I thought that was a normal. brilliant idea Yeah it's a yeah. brilliant idea and, and there have been some really great I can't remember the name of it now but there was a group of mum's set up like a cafe in east london oh is this
0: cuckoo's nest yes yeah yeah
2: and it, that it, along like those sort of lines where you can go and work and somebody's looking after yeah. you. it's a bit like when you go to the like i almost signed my son up to to the gym crash yeah. so that i could just get a couple of hours where well, i wouldn't be in the gym i'd be right <laughs> yeah. like, in the gym <laughs> cafe the gym. but yeah or go for a swim if i'm not yeah being, you know um but i never just to be honest i never got i could never work out the timings of it because he was so random but, <laughs> you know i didn't know if i'd turn up and he'd just be needing to go to sleep because you have to pre-book and all that oh. stuff. anyway but yeah it, the, the planning i always found really i guess unsexy and boring yeah <laughs> and so i'd never really un, like tried to do it and yeah. I think-
1: this might be why you've had so many utis <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like to plan ahead.
2: Yeah, no, I just don't like. See where to. it I'm goes. Oh no! See how, yeah, again. See how
1: it all pans out. Maybe it won't happen like that again.
2: No, I have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, planning for yeah. And I think what it was is I, I had to work out what my version of planning was, mm. and so that's why I guess my rule is what work out your version of how you work best, and if that means you get up in the middle of the night, yeah, and write for two hours, and then spend the rest of the day in the pub I don't care you know if that works for you that works for you. Yeah I
0: hate the like there was a thing on Twitter actually not long ago where someone was writing an article about people that aren't early birds Oh. because there does seem to be this kind of like holy than thou thing of like oh. well I get up at five and I do yoga and yeah. then I write and, and actually I'm it's like an, yeah. if you're not an early bird like don't force yourself
1: yeah. have you seen um, Mark Wahlberg did a list oh. yes that was yeah. brilliant and it's like 4am workout number one 4.30 breakfast 5am kiss my family 5.30am <laughs> workout number two and you're just
2: like what there was no time. I remember looking at that and going where who's got who's what, who's looking after his children yeah he's <laughs> t- taking them to school like oh he's oh he's picking them up oh well, hang on now what's he doing them because now he's back in the gym again <laughs> <laughs> doesn't he go to bed ridiculously early as well yeah like in bed eight by like eight
1: something yeah he's probably in the gym crash
2: yes <laughs> yes, yes <laughs> he's okay. probably sort the timings out much better than i d- where they live I know, I know. <laughs> yeah oh god that was yeah that was fun i mean he got a lot of ridicule for that why would you share it yeah why but again i've always been am- amazed at and Full of awe for people who do have quite rigid structures. I've never been somebody who's no, managed neither. a rigid structure to my... I mean, I'm sort of in one now, now that the kids are at school because I do have to get up every morning and get yeah. them to school on time, which is hard. Can't but, wait for that. you know, other than that, I'm not great at that. I kind of see how the day goes, and I think that's why I'm not very good at these regimes.
0: There was another nice tweet, actually, I saw yesterday from Aileen Brosh McKenna, who I love. Oh, yeah she wrote uh, Devil Wears Prada and lots of other films mm. and she's the producer of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> but she was, it was something like, even if you've only done two hours today, if you've done two hours and you can't do any more, then that's fine, just go and have a walk or do some gardening yeah. and have a nice time. Yeah. It's I, like the lack of guilt. There's the no point of trying guilt to and like, beat yourself up. I think, up. yeah, and
2: it is those lists of, oh, here are all the... Here's here's a hundred um, playwrights who <laughs> get up at four in the morning and write a play before lunchtime oh. and, and and then appear on a you know whatever anyway it's you know they that's they come out very all specific the t- <laughs> 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 and then appear on actually, <laughs> loose women anyway naming no names I don't think I've ever seen a list like that so I don't know what I'm talking about but essentially you know we are we are made to feel guilty and you know that's everything isn't it and like as a mum, I've been made to feel guilty so many times and I think that kind of this rule applies to that as well like as a mum, I realized I shouldn't read any books (laughs) (laughs) um and I should or at least read them but like with an eye to going this might not work for me at all yeah and also one person's great advice is another person's bad advice and I um I it's have an open ear for stuff because sometimes it's useful but at the same time don't take it as either an attack yeah or or also don't feel like you have to do it because your baby is yeah. not somebody else's baby yeah. and you're the one that's got to work it out and and that's what that and it's the same with your career and it's the same with your creativity and it's it's everything really so I think we are all individuals we can listen to advice and that's fine and you sort of accept it gracefully but at the same time know that that it's not always going to be the right kind of advice for you and
0: yeah figuring out your yeah. own your own rules and yeah exactly yeah that's Check a rule there's a rule. figure out your own rules figure out, oh, no, maybe that's a better you... way of saying actually yeah, figure no, out your
1: own i don't know what i'm saying <laughs>
2: Uh, rule number four uh rule number I'm four sorry. again it slightly leads on from that <laughs> seamlessly, yeah. seamlessly. um if in doubt so this is very specific for me if in doubt go for a swim Ooh. Yeah. and again exactly. it slightly leads on from what you were saying then about you know do your two hours and then go and do something and i think it probably works for walks and runs and whatever you do to make yourself feel good but again it's that self-care kind of thing <laughs> you know self-care yeah
1: I, I wish I stuck to that more I think because uh, Esther Smith who was on she yeah. talks about swimming what was it I think it was like go for an out yeah yes outdoor, outdoor swims
2: swim. yeah I yeah I swim in Lido which is outdoors and yeah. it just something about being under the the sky it just it's
1: different than the like a Fluorescent lights. Yeah. I remember having swimming lessons, and they were like, "That's how you stayed in a straight line." Yeah, you're staring the at the fluorescent. Yeah, when you're sleeping lights. out.
2: Yeah, when you're sleeping. Oh, I'm back can't. to napping again. Yeah, uh, the,
1: sw- the swimming. When you're swimming outside,
2: you've got nothing to. <laughs> to yeah, check you're on. sort of following, following the clouds, clouds. clouds, and everyone's like, "Oi, crash <laughs> into me again!" Doing back yeah. crawl. No, it's something about I think breaking again, get, coming out. If you're feeling sort of crappy, if you're feeling like you're not getting anywhere, if you're not doing anything inside, go outside, I think. Maybe that's the rule. Go outside.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Or swim. Some sort of or swim.
2: It's it's breaking
1: what you're doing my boyfriend always says this who is a stand-up he always goes if something is go like if you're doing something on stage and it's not going well just do yeah. anything other than that yes it can be d- change anything yeah like if if what you're doing isn't making them laugh do something completely yeah. different and see if it works well
2: there's a gra- there's a, one of my granny ones change is as good as rest yeah, yeah. yeah. like the, the, the yeah. change is as good as a rest like merged all the words then <laughs> beware i don't know what happened of, to what my was my it? like
1: high the
2: high hedges of devon beware <laughs> oh, the high hedges of devon changes that could as be a like a horror
1: film yeah, yeah. like what's in, what's in the hedges oh there you go i'll write that one as well great happened, thank you Morgan. i'm watching it right now
0: <laughs> watching i'm
1: watching it um but yeah like if you sort of go like especially with swimming i always feel like when i've had a swim i feel very accomplished saying this I do not do it often enough at all <laughs> but as in you do go I did that today yeah. and that's something yeah. I can tell people they're like what do you do today and you go I had a swim
0: yeah and swimming's quite because it's quite repetitive and it's solo yeah you can just think it's not yeah. like tennis where you've got to be like shit get the ball like you yeah. can actually
2: just think it's another one where I get think because I can't even like listen to music so we're gonna go for a run running similar but I tend to listen to music or podcasts yeah. and stuff so I'm I'm in that like vibe whereas the swimming you can well I think you can actually I think you can get like headphones oh, that, but, but I, I kind I of like about how that.
1: I said before when I nap I use headspace to make me fall uh, asleep yeah. so I don't actually do proper meditation whereas swimming yes is more like meditation yes. to me because you are sort of go clearing not clearing but as in like going through all the things you're thinking in your head and addressing them all and then like you come out feeling clearer because not checking your
2: phone when when things start to get a little bit tricky or yeah because it's that thing of like own that being alone with your own thoughts is such a scary thing for most people and and that's why i think phones and social media become so You know, um, addictive to us because actually, when you start going into harder thoughts or you start trying to work things out, it is so much easier to just oh, I'll just quickly check my email or I'll just quick. You know, it's such a quick distraction, and I think that's maybe why swimming for me in particular is one of those ones where I've got nothing apart from the water and me. And also, I swim Rockwell Lido, which is cold and. And it's really good for mental health. Cold water is really good for mental health because apparently what it does is essentially it puts your body into shock. Okay. And so the adrenaline that you get and the sense of euphoria after it, your body goes, oh my God, I'm fucking dying. And then it goes, oh no, shit, I've survived. Hooray. <laughs> and then you feel really great. And it really helps. Yeah. It's been proven to help with depression and all sorts of like anxieties and stuff like that. So I... Like, I haven't actually been swimming for a little while and I feel it. Like, you, you you sort of need it sometimes.
1: Because it's also the thing of it, like, again, with the shock, but it's sort of, especially if you get physical symptoms from depression or anxiety. Yeah it's taking your mind away from that yeah it's giving it something else to focus on yeah which is why i think it's like and that's why people always say you know you should exercise if you feel anxious and blah, blah, yeah blah, because which
2: you're... is usually the last thing you want to
0: do exactly and i think
2: that's why i was sort of said if in doubt go for a swim because i'm often going oh i should just go for a swim and i don't yeah. and actually i've never regretted a swim like yeah. and i always have to say that to myself i always i almost pretty much say it out loud i'm like you never regret a swim yeah. just go for a fucking swim <laughs> and and once I've done it I'm so grateful to myself for doing it. But yeah. it it's yeah, when you're in those modes you just you don't you don't feel like going anywhere. You just yeah. wanna hibernate, don't you? But yeah, generally if you're feeling like that, go for a swim yeah. or a run or whatever it is. How cold is
0: the uh well, outdoor. at the moment it's it's going
2: up now, but it's seventeen degrees at the moment. But it goes down to like four or two. Do you wear
0: like a proper wetsuit and stuff? Mm. No,
2: I wear um, gloves and socks. But I haven't actually been for a few months. Okay. I, I I kind of I stopped just before Christmas when I got a bit of a cold, and I haven't been back. I feel really bad. <laughs> I feel like I know I got to get back in there. <laughs> I went
0: in Hampstead Heath ponds once oh, and lovely. couldn't do it again. It was too yeah. cold. <laughs> that was height of summer. But I'll go to the indoor pool. Yeah, I like I the indoor pool. It's,
2: again, it's that sort of stretchy you know it's a, and moving. it's a whole body yeah
0: thing because right. i feel like if it's you no, run not high impact yeah your legs can hurt yeah. or like if you're d- i always pull yeah. something if i'm doing like a racket sport or something yeah. whereas yeah. with a swim you're just like it
2: also slightly makes me look after my because i'm not very good at doing like moisturizing and all that kind of thing mm. that i'm supposed to do um particularly as an aging woman apparently my mother <laughs> 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 um but yeah it's that thing of um once you because you've Either chlorinated or whatever, you've washed yourself. I do put cream on, or I don't, you know. So it does actually make me,
1: you know, a person, a better person. No, (laughs) No, but it just means you do like that's that's a routine, yeah. That's a rule. Yeah. That's a rule. Always cream after swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know. Always cream.
2: Always cream. cream. I wish after I, chlorination. I know that uh, there's so many rules that I think my mum probably imparted on me and things like that, like put cream on, but I just don't and I should. Those those should
1: be my rules for life. Because
0: like, life's always nice in, a, in a rush, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I think like there's so many, because everyone always says like moisturising your skin is like the best thing you can do for your entire life. I, I think Liv Tyler <laughs> posted something about steven tyler who if i'm honest i don't think looks brilliant but, she's like, <laughs> but isn't she was like yeah and was she was it? like he always moisturizes every day and i was like god well if that's what he's doing forget <laughs> it but as in like that is a thing that people like yeah
0: i think we should live in a hot country because whenever it's mm. warm i'm way more inclined to do stuff yes. like that yeah. when it's cold i'm just like can't be asked yeah if i lived in la yeah. i'd probably moisturize every day
1: yeah well wow, let's get you out <laughs> um
2: rule number five rule number five what was in rule number five it's kind of obvious but i always say this to my kids which is just be kind
1: yeah. we, uh, it, it, we, we have a lot of people whose rules do people happen, say like, that? don't be okay. a dick which yeah, is don't be similar a <laughs> just
2: be kind like it's that thing about like, if you're if somebody's being acting weirdly or or grumpily or whatever you know the, often the reaction to that can be to sort of like mirror it or whatever but I think generally it's that thing of looking at me going okay I'm just gonna be kind in this situation and try and work out what's going on yeah. and same with like when, you, when you, you can always judge a person by how they treat people in service and you know I, I used to do lots of waitressing and working in bars and stuff and the amount of dicks that you had to deal with. Yeah. And now nowadays if I'm you know, I'm probably overly <laughs> like nice to the you know, they probably think I'm a bit of a dick because I'm being too nice. But it's that thing of like just be kind because I think actually that's what the whole what we're lacking. Yeah. And actually if it is just small gestures of kindness, then Yeah. And if it they does make such up... a
1: difference. Like I work in service at the moment. Yeah. And it's painful how mm. rude some people are and it can ruin your day. Yeah. Because and it is sort of going, having the headspace or the capacity to go. I'm not going to let this show in my day. They're yeah. a dick, and I'm fine. And actually, yeah. that's you having kindness to not be like fuck off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what you tend to want yeah. to do. So I oh. think yeah, it, and it is nice, you know, because it just makes the it, it makes the world go round. Exactly. Because if you show kindness to someone else, yeah, initially and instinctively, yeah, even if they're being yeah a bit. Meh. They're it's more likely one. to turn around and be like, "Oh,
2: yeah," ooh, and they're I being nice that, to me, so I should probably respect. We don't learn it, it very well, though, yeah. because and, and and I'm learning that as a parent of two small children, teaching them to be kind, it's hard work. So I can understand why people haven't been taught to be kind, because essentially, a lot of kids' instincts are just to take and yeah. do as they exactly as it, because they're like little like tiny dictators in their own little, <laughs> you know realms, and they're in charge of everything that they do and teaching them that they're not the only person Mm. in the world and that the people also just generally if you're kind to people then you might actually get what you want yeah i mean it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna frame it like that that it's about what you want to get then be kind to people and you might you'll probably actually end up with a better result than if you just demand it but it's a it's a it's a bitter pill for them to swallow as small children and it is like a long process of reminding them now what's the kind way of doing what's the kind way of asking let's find some kind words for them you know and i think that that the effort that that takes i just don't think many people get a chance to do that and yeah. not many kids get the chance to have that kind of like and even even i um you know i i mess up on a daily basis in terms of my kindness towards them when they're testing my patience but <laughs> if generally if we can kind of like aim for kindness yeah. i know it's not always possible because sometimes you're just in a really fucking bad mood and you just want to but that's off, it, yeah but... but
1: it's like such a difference between it isn't it because like, obviously i also think in the culture that we are in at the moment mm. that we it has been built on a sort of behind the scenes like how you get things done is being mean yeah and getting your yeah. own way yeah just so the it. kindness has never been like you don't you don't ever particularly think that a very successful business person would be very kind. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, it's always like, wow, they've given some of their money. How yeah. generous. And you're like, yes, oh. if that's something that they yeah, do. Yeah, it should be like the base and they don't, level yeah, of kindness. Yeah, that's what they should be doing. Yeah. But yeah, it's that thing of going, there's sort of this world that business and whatever has been built on, yeah. that it's that, like, you've got to be a go-getter and not yeah. show kindness. That isn't going to get you anywhere. That yeah. actually people who are kind get left by the wayside but i think it's i think it's on the turn i
2: hope so yeah uh, geez, it's it? gone off i think it's on the turn. <laughs> we should eat it now in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a bit i mean it's a huge societal change isn't needed mm. right but yeah it's um generally if i can teach my kids to be kind then hopefully that will be a tiny drop in the ocean of what we can do yeah
0: everybody tries yeah just like recycling
2: yeah just smile. one it wasn't one of
0: your rules um that if someone's not being kind or not being nice it's just because it's because of them not you yeah oh i like that yeah
2: and also in that sense you can kind of flip that around in yourself so when you're feeling angry mm. or like you want to you, you so i often go okay why am i feeling angry and I'm, usually it's like oh it's because i'm really scared or yeah. it's because i'm i'm feeling unprepared or this person has got in my way and actually it's not that person it's the fact that i'm late because i left the house late and it's you know it's all those sorts of things you go no this isn't about them actually it's about me and so you can kind of do it both ways can't you and sort of really yeah look at how you're reacting to things
0: and like you were saying about the kind of culture thing like i think it's easy to think oh because businessmen or powerful people are sometimes often assholes that kindness (laughs) (laughs) um that that being kind is like a weakness or not or like you're a pushover but actually I think if someone's just kind in most situations and to most people then that's actually just such a sign of strength like you're not going to look at them and be like oh what an idiot you're going to be like oh wow maybe i should be more like that or yeah hopefully
1: what inconsistency is key with that like if you're <laughs> consistently kind yes like so if richard branson you know just donates loads of money once yeah doesn't mean kindness but i think he's all right can't remember and don't pick <laughs> and choose your <laughs> <laughs> let's not go into it that was the first billionaire that i could think of was richard branson
0: <laughs> can't think of any others <laughs> who are the couple that the bill and melinda gates they give a lot of way always don't they yeah they know. do yeah actually yeah they're actually trying they do. to cure but to be
2: honest it's elderly. like uh, again it's like relative kindness yeah. isn't it and actually i think um again it's that we need to break down these structures because it's these the, the people that are in charge who kind of do these like oh i'm being so kind Act, giving you these yeah. things you're like well hang on a minute what about the other billions of pounds that you could be yeah. using to i don't know how was the hundred Grenfell people yeah, who don't yeah, have a, yeah. You know, all these different things that you sort of look at and go. And I think again, kindness is a privilege. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, go into yeah. that. I, I, that was one of the, my almost rules was like, always check your privilege. And I think it's, it's one of those things that you can't some people can't give kindness because actually they've been pushed to the the brink of survival by their the way the society treats them so again that's a way of us looking at somebody kindly Mm. you know I'm in I'm a very privileged person so I'm able to hopefully you know if somebody is behaving in a way that would normally be considered terrible hopefully I'm able to look at them and go okay how can I help this situation help this person rather than kick off in a kind of fuck you kind of way and that i think that's the kindness that we're looking for because essentially the society shits this society shits on so many people that yeah. we we as privileged people can look at that and go okay how can we break this society up a bit more so that it helps helps well equalizes things a bit more and it all those people that are at the top of the ladder who are perceived to be you know kindly bestowing a few hundred million on us I, I just think that that's kind of a drop in the ocean of yeah. what we actually need and we need to just kind of restructure everything. That
1: it's not always, I mean, obviously, most of the times money is needed, but as in yeah. that kindness doesn't always equal. No, that.
0: And you can't pick and choose it. I think that's what, like you say, it's like if someone's really kind to you when yeah. they want something or because you seem important or useful and then you see them... Yeah, shout at power, the bartender,
2: and, and yeah. so many of us don't have any power, or yeah. or, or or we have more power than various others. But it's it's all a power exchange, and again, it's like it's capitalism and it's the patriarchy and it's all these things that we we've been used to. We, we're so used to but essentially it shits on most people so we do need to dismantle it all and start again i think yeah um in a kind way <laughs> that's, that's your last, rule. That's we need to last rule
0: we need to dismantle Let's everything just, and put <laughs> Break it back everything it the ends
1: easy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are, but those are all brit like brilliant again it's okay. always funny listening to people's rules because it makes me first of all i want to go out and have a swim yes i've got go to so. go to work oh. <laughs>
0: and you've got to dismantle the patriarchy yeah, yeah.
1: i've got so many things on can my to do on list on now that, please <laughs> really great yeah. can you do because i'm a bit tired i'm gonna go nap. <laughs> yeah I'm, you need a nap i need a swim <laughs> helen i'll leave helen to the patriarchy yeah all right <laughs> uh, well thank you morgan oh thanks for
2: having me on well, your
1: podcast. Oh,
2: thanks so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you so for having us to your house. Your really lovely cat.
2: Well, she, I think she featured at one point. She was meowing, so she yeah. might. Do you think
1: she she'll be
0: purring my... in her sleep if I put the microphone oh, she up? She might be. She's not happy about <laughs> what that. What the hell? <laughs> Look at her okay, face. Wow, How dare you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> she, yeah, she has a great resting bitch face. This cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear.
0: Proper evils. Yeah. Thank you thanks so much. Me. Bye. Bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> Was a brilliant episode. Thank you, Morgan.
1: Make sure you follow Morgan's rules. Always we after sex I yeah, Please to say do say before really, <laughs> or
0: before do both yeah. it's really important to not get UTIs so um, yeah. that was a really good public service you did there yes yeah, sh- it really you, was because we need to talk about it we more we do talk, we need talk about, about, about that weaves more mm. definitely um, next week we will be joined by the wonderful Charlie Clive mm. uh, the actress who recently starred in the TV series Pure and who just took her sketch show with Ellen Robertson to the Soho Theatre and Edinburgh called um, Brittany and we had a very long, deep, meaningful chat with her. I we said, just, yeah, we all just kept on talking. But we hope you enjoy
1: that. Yeah, we. I mean, we started off before we were even recording, having about a half an hour long conversation about neighbours.
0: Charlie loves neighbours, not
1: our personal neighbours. No, 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 the neighbours that become good friends from <laughs> the BBC <laughs> yeah. TV show. It's not on BBC anymore. May no. RIP. Yeah. Anyway, we will see you next Friday with Charlie Clive, and have a great weekend. Yeah. Tune in then.
0: Bye. Bye.